Everybody. Welcome to episode 7 of 4 Color Ultrasound. I am one of your hosts, Dieter. With me as always is Mike. Uh, and uh, here we are doing a podcast about some comic books, review comic books, spoilers, going over comic books from the week of, oh, I didn't even write it down, failure right from the get-go. <laughs> what week is it? Mike? Well, it's two I'm weeks actually. You now. Oh, well, weeks. it is. Yeah, we're doing specials. We didn't have a show last week. That's why I'm so confused. Duh. Exactly. It's not that I didn't write it down. <laughs> it's just that there's two two things here I had to say. Oh, uh, but yeah, it's uh, comics from the week of July 31st and one comic from July 24th. Action comics, if you can't wait. And uh, you had to know right away. But I'm hoping to put show notes in so maybe you can just read it and then not have to listen all together. <laughs> <clears throat> They're all freaking out. Which book was from which week? So yeah, that's what we like. I said we're just two friends. We read comic books. We like to talk about them even more. So uh, we're going to do a little recaps and reviews and discussions and uh, just get right down to it. Here we go. Uh, the Batman Who Laughs, number seven of seven, the finale. Maybe like this podcast uh, by <laughs> Scott podcast? Snyder, <laughs> written by Scott Snyder, art by Jock. And colors by David Barron. Uh, it has all led to this. The thrilling conclusion picks up right where we left off. The Batman who laughs with Bruce at his mercy. Elsewhere we have the Grim Knight and James Jr. with the commish over a rail. Ready to enact their plan and turning all of Gotham citizens into their best darkest selves. While also creating the one and only true Batman to oversee this new Gotham. A vision unlike any multiverse light or dark has ever seen. Will Gordon's son choose to become a bird of death? Can Batman hold on... Hold off the Joker's singular super heart toxin long enough to serve up some much-deserved knuckle sandwiches? Only one way to find out, Mike. <laughs> did you write all that on your own? I did. That was pretty darn good. I, I like the knuckle I'm, sandwiches bit. I know. I had to, I, I've had stumbled a few times, but I'll get better someday, I swear. No, it's all good. It's getting better. Oh, thank you. All right. So, yeah, right into this one. Uh, like I said, seven of seven. So it is the finale, and uh, it starts off with... What do we got? What do you think? I don't know. We got Batman sitting here freaking out and drooling all over the place with one red eye. <laughs> one red eye. Well, it's still the he has. It's the the Batman who laughs. He's saying any second now. You know his his serum. He's collected all the blood of all the different Batmans of all the different universes, all the ones that failed, right? Because they needed the if, worst Batman. No, well, in his eyes, he's the worst Batman because he never stops being Batman. Mm -hmm. Because all the other Batmans found success in leaving, like ditching the morals of Batman, ditching hope and stuff, and just doing their own thing, and then becoming successful. Whereas Batman is always stuck just being Batman because he's too stubborn to uh, give up on hope or whatever. I suppose so. He's very close to turning, taking the blood of all the Batmans he's collected and turning this Batman now who's if you remember in issue one he killed the joke 
because the Joker died next to him, <laughs> his heart released the toxin that turned him into the who's going to be the next Joker. And uh, or the next Batman who laughs, right? No, it was the next Joker because he killed the regular Joker who turned him into like some weird Joker, right? Uh, yeah, I guess I'm lost. I knew it was from his toxin, but that's yeah. how the well, that's how the but, Batman laughs became Batman. He went, <clears> the Joker died. He became the Batman laughs, right? So he became the Batman, he became Joker. So I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah, okay. Either way. <laughs> Batman's becoming a Joker. There you go. And he's also going to be turned into a super Joker, or a super Batman by the Batman who laughs, who's also a Joker. So there. And at the same <laughs> time, that other Batman, the Grim, the Grim Knight, is ha- serving up some Commissioner Gordon. He's trying to drown. They have the whole reservoir filled with a toxin that's going to change everybody into their darkest selves, kind of like the Batman who laughs. Right. So that's where everybody is. And then uh, you got to get in a few pages. They ha- Oh, and they brought over a kid, Batman, a, a small Bruce Wayne. Because at one point he was supposed to be the best Batman, right? And then I was a little lost with this kid because he was supposed to be the best Batman. Well, that was, it, and he wanted it, to end the Batman who last want to turn him. No, it was Bruce brought him over in the last issue to trick the Joker who laughs. He was like, or the Batman that laughs. He brought him over to be like, look, there's another one. And then he was like supposed to chase him into the thing. He's oh, like, yeah. I'm not going to fall for your stupid tricks. He's like, I already knew that kid was coming. I got plans for this <laughs> dumbass. And that's why. And then like, but in this issue, he goes, I almost forgot about you. <laughs> like, running, <laughs> running after him. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, like, It's like, what is it? It was the Deweese ex machina or whatever they call it, right? Yeah. The MacGuffin. So, but a thing that happens is Alfred shows up, right? And he's got the, there's a lot of things that go on when Alfred shows up. And the, right off the bat is not as only, not only is he like just unloading the shotgun, he's yelling, die, die as he does it. Right. <laughs> and it just amazes me that like, this isn't the first time Alfred always busts. He always comes busting out with a shotgun, right? Out of nowhere. He seems to. Yes. Why is he like he works? He is the closest working, you know, individual next to Batman that has to like you know go along with Batman's shit. But like when it comes to like the no killing thing, he's it's right out the door. <laughs> he's right there to like shoot somebody in the face with a shotgun. Well, the no killing thing was Bruce's thing. That's Alfred's what I okay mean. With that he was a, he was in the MI six. Well, is this version of him like that? Is he the new 52? He seems like a look at him right here. He's got that uh, shotgun. Well, Snyder's new 50. He was always just a theater actor, right? Snyder's um, Alfred. I can't remember if that was... Uh, did Snyder not have the uh, military yeah, one? Because he had that back... He had the backstory. Yeah. No, he didn't yeah. have the military one. He the was, you're right. He's the one that was the uh, actor. So I don't know. He, he wields a shotgun pretty darn well. Because he's always defending the manor from hooligans. And... <laughs> I guess he has to, huh? <laughs> he's, that's what I mean. He's always popping out with a shotgun, and he's so quick to murder. I think it's crazy. But it's a double-barrel shotgun, <laughs> and he gets off five shots, which is, like, impossible. <laughs> it should only be two. He doesn't reload, and then it's, like, click, click, click. Like, he's expecting more. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's so weird. And then, like, it's clearly – I don't know. It's just – a every shot the gun changes too like if you look at when he's shooting it when he's yelling die three times it's pretty long 
and then it kind of gets shorter but way bigger and fatter down there but then when you turn the page and he's like got it single-handedly it's like a sawed off with like the barrel <laughs> and the the stock is shot, sawed off so i don't know it's it's a magic gun it's the gun that killed kennedy <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's a gun that killed kennedy but uh, well, the only thing that cracked me up with this issue is you got. <clears throat> so you said the whole thing about the um, the injection, and the, and Batman laughs is waiting for the injection to flip, which would mean that it's he's turned he's turned his blood has turned into uh, the Batman laughs right. Mm-hmm. So the the inject injector turns red. So Batman laughs is supposed to use it, but he realizes no, I know you, Batman. You tapped into. The injector. You knew it would be Wayne Tech. <laughs> I knew it'd be Wayne Tech, and inject- so tapped instead into of it. instead of changing the technology <laughs> of the vial that I bring, <laughs> Thank you. I'll continue to bring the Wayne Tech, and then you can still dupe me, but then I can just be like, "Hey, Dickface, no, no." <laughs> but not okay. So there's that. But also, if he could tap into it, why can't he tap into it so that it does something else, so it stops working? Not just that the light changes green and <laughs> red at a different time. They both like, failed. They were like, "I'm going to be Wayne Tech." <laughs> They only thought so far, both of them. <laughs> Nobody like went the extra distance to be like, hold on. If I could Wait, tap into this just, thing. You know, why don't I make it like release the bleach tab so it makes it all terrible? Like, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Right. You could just drive it to have, have it open on its own and not dump it all out. I mean, set it to but... self sanitize. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of funny. But, uh, and then. So he starts kicking his ass, right? Mm-hmm. He turns the tables anyway because Alfred shows up to help him. And while he's kicking his ass, Batman, there's this really meta... Correct me if I'm wrong here. Scott Snyder takes this huge jab at the other Snyder, right? The Batman universe and Ben Affleck. Where? By having Batman, he picks up a tombstone to beat up the Batman who laughs. And Batman says, that may be... But you know who's a bigger joke than the worst Batman? And he has this tombstone that says Martha Wayne. Now, what Batman Martha Wayne reference could he possibly... <laughs> right? Am I wrong? I didn't take it that way, but I am now. He's like saying... That's hilarious. Like he's saying, it's the same word, but the same panel. Batman is saying the worst Batman, and he's holding a Martha Wayne tombstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has to be a jab. That may be, but you know who's a bigger joke than the worst Batman? That's that's hilarious. And he he a, beats him with his mother's uh, tombstone. And he does he ever beat the shit? He breaks his jaw right off of his face, first of all. And he's like, gurgle. <laughs> he's like making like a death rattle. And then he proceeds to still so, whack him with this giant slab. All at the same time, by the way. Uh, so we forgot to talk about James Jr. And uh, Commissioner Gordon. And the Grim Reaper, or the Grim Reaper, the Grim Knight. Uh, Grim Knight's beating up the commissioner, and he's trying to get James Jr. to jump in on it. And he's like, you know, why don't you come over here and stab your old man and tell me how it feels? And it's the weirdest thing. He just switches all of a sudden. He's like, you want to know how it feels? And he starts stabbing the Grim Knight. And he's, it's really violent because you got Batman beating the shit out of the, the Batman who laughs. He's like about to crack his skull. And then you got James Jr. stabbing the Grim Knight, going, "It feels amazing." And then there's, he gets he curbs Batman curb stomps the mm-hmm. jo- in midair, like 
and you see his jaw still breaking more like from his face it's it's crazy how much they're like i mean batman doesn't kill you but he's certainly not going to let you like live a comfortable life afterwards <laughs> like you said that curb stop on the uh, martha wayne uh, head tombstone i'm not sure he's living up to that you don't think he's living what do you mean he's not living no like you said he, he doesn't kill anybody but there's no way yeah. he's not Oh yeah, he's, he's stepping on the back of his neck as he's doing that. I've and seen that American History X. And he was trying to like crush his head before, like it's all crack, and like he has, I don't know, he's hurt this guy really bad. So I don't know, but then uh, the Joker pops up for some reason and shoots him. Batman, that is. <laughs> I know, he shoots. Well, he shoots Batman, or shoots. Uh, he still shoot Batman. So I guess you know because Joker's full of what is it, Dionysium. So he always regenerates. So I guess by killing him now, Joker is going to become the next Joker, right? So it's just it like nullifies everything. I don't know. I was surprised when he showed up. <clears throat> I can't remember where he was. He. That's what I was trying to say. He was in the first He's, issue. Yeah, yeah. He, he was supposed to be dead in that issue. I know, but he died twice in that issue because mm-hmm. the, and then he dies like right in front of Batman. But like I said, because this connects all of Snyder's stories Endgame not Avengers but Batman New 52 Endgame and Bloom and all that stuff remember he was the Dionysium mm-hmm. was why he regenerates and he's so full of it so he was going to come back no matter what and then he stops Batman from becoming the Joker because he shoots him in the shoulder which we all know would stop that <laughs> of course right yeah because comics because comics but then, yeah, you get a really nice ending. Uh, he's melting the dark multiverse machine, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, no more portals. Those, but did you notice the red letters came back in Bruce's uh, text? Well, did the red letters come back, or is it him still going? It's still going away. I took it uh, as it's it's it he's not fully right. changed back yet, but it's going. It's oh, reversing. but it's, it's, uh, it says right here still, haha. If you did, you spell it out. Hmm. If you spell them all out, it says right here still, ha ha. Oh, okay. So I don't know. That's what, and then if we get to the end first, but I really like the uh, the wrap up with uh, Bruce the whole thing where they said it was he thought the Joker put it in there and slowed it down, but it turns out that it's just his pure will was able to stop it. No, not that. Not that he's just like that's just more like well, <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. But no, I meant the whole thing with uh, not giving up the hope and stuff like how, you know, his version of, uh, what was it? Uh, whatever. Just how Batman was right, I guess. But then it goes into uh, James Gordon, right? Yep. And Jim James Jordan Jr. is not going to jail. He's not going back. His daddy got him out. Nepotism at its finest. <laughs> exactly. He's a murderer <laughs> and stuff. But yeah, you, you murdered that other. I saw you murder somebody else now, for real. So now I'm going to let. And you, I mean, not only did you murder the guy, you said it felt amazing while you were doing it. So I don't see any reason for you to go back to jail. And you were just You're trying out. to decide to kill your dad or the bad guy. <laughs> you just happened to make the right choice. But yeah, let's 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 release you. Who cares about all the? It wasn't he wasn't just a murderer before this. He was a serial killer. He killed many people. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. In, in Snyder's stories. <laughs> in the Black Mirror. 
but it's it's the next page where batman's in the chair it's mm-hmm. the the because the truth about batman isn't about knowing who you are but who you want to be and in your way you've always been there telling me so so that kind of conclusion like it's another where it's like batman snyder's batman wants to be batman he's trying mm-hmm. to be batman he's always trying to do the best thing he thinks is best and he thinks like you know every if you just hope things will go good eventually right he always has hope but like that's like contrast to king's batman where it's like i hate being batman i just want to kill myself i'm ready to die what do i care about <laughs> being batman life sucks like i don't want to be batman i want to be married like it's just like it's so much i'd like it's such a contrast between the two it just reminds me how much snyder like appreciated the character more in my opinion and to end the series like he did on this one is just pretty cool but also while he's sitting in that chair and he's holding that cowl a few things going on here the cowl obviously has a back to it right Mm -hmm. okay oh and And, then (laughs) well no before you get there though okay the fireplace is obviously behind him right yep and not on, right? Uh, oh, you're right. It is behind him and not on. Okay, but in the panel below him, yep. that cowl doesn't have a back to it, does it? Oh, it's reflecting. In the it must be reflecting off his eyes. Because there's a fireplace. There's a second fireplace in front of him. Well, no, he turns it around and he's looking at it now. Now he's looking at it. So that's and the he's fire reflecting off the eyes. eyes? What? what? <laughs> the fire that doesn't exist. The fire that's not on. It looks like it's shining through, but you know, if you uh, want to say reflecting. Yeah. Either way, it it makes it's Either, like, it makes no sense. Yeah, it makes you go. Hmm. I I'm just expecting him now to take that uh, cowl and put it on top and the uh, <clears throat> on the uh, head of his father that's sitting there on the podium behind him. I want to see him just go over there. And go, Ooh, what if Daddy was Batman? <laughs> <laughs> that's where he keeps it. Oh shit! He has a dinner party and forgets he kept it there. And he calls him daddy. <laughs> he calls him daddy. <laughs> Why'd you be Batman now? That's good. Remember that you brought up that too about a secret. Uh, he has a secret identity. But anyway, the next <laughs> the next page is the true ending. Yep. And it's the real twist. The real twist. What the twist? A, I like how Gordon has to take off his regular glasses. <laughs> <laughs> his 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 clear glasses <laughs> that his you can prescri- see through. His prescription reading glasses. <laughs> That you can see through anyway. That he has to take those off for <laughs> to reveal that his eyes are now black and red, and he seems to be turning into a Batman who laughs. The Batman who laughs lives on inside Gordon. It appears, and that's going to be continued in a uh, Batman Superman well, number one. Did you know about Batman one. Superman number one? No, that I whole series. Not. No, I do. Is Snyder writing it? Tinian, who's writing it? Uh, no, he's given up to someone else. But it's a uh, Batman who laughs story. So well, sorry obviously, to ruin this ending for you. Obviously, it's a Gordon, it's a Gordon Joker who laughs joint because that makes so much sense. He was there. He was. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Well, the Batman who laughs is still alive. You saw him trapped in this with his jaw still intact, or maybe it wasn't. In, in that no, it was. No, it. It looked like it was. It had its own force field to it hold does. on to his face. <laughs> it's, his jaws tore up. But he's in the basement of the just the halls of justice. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But then he gets out, and the whole thing is the, the Batman uh, Superman book is going to be he, uh, the Batman last has infected some of the superheroes, and they're trying to figure out who he's, who they've infected. 
Okay. So it's basically the same story, just continuing, but somebody else writing it. That'll be that'll be fun then. Yeah. Maybe if you can if you can keep it up. Well, who who would you say was writing it? I missed that. I'll have to look it up. Okay. Well, that'll be fun. August twenty eighth. I'll have to look for it for sure. Yeah. Uh. So, but this issue is also going to we're also going to do the segment of uh always judge a book by its or no wait yeah always judge a story by its cover. Uh, a, a cover by its story or a cover by its book. Always judge a cover by its story. There you go. See, all right, seven. <laughs> you'll get it. You'll get it eventually. I invented this. Book. I know <laughs> that's the part that cracks me up. <laughs> <laughs> you came up with it. You can't get quite can't quite get it right. But uh, so this issue, it's a the cover by Jock as well, who also did all the interior art as we talked about. So there's a few things that I noticed about this. Uh, so it's. A reference to The Shining, I'm guessing, right? Because he's saying, here's Brucey. Yep. And he's like busting through a door. Yep. But see, that's good to me because that's a reference to Ed McMahon introducing Johnny Carson, right? Here's Johnny because it's Jack in the movie. Mm -hmm. So he's doing... So this is like a a, a tier three (laughs) meme. (laughs) <laughs> you have to understand two references <laughs> to get to it to get to this reference and i think that's really cool because like how many people are like oh man it's ed mcmahon it's jack nicholson doing ed mcmahon as bruce wayne like oh yeah <laughs> you know their head explodes <laughs> so i don't know if you felt that right away but no i, I caught the reference but not the, the uh meta the, third tier the, the tier three like yeah like you got i understood that reference I, I got that. I, that I like cool. the cover. But he looks ex- absolutely It really insane. cracks me up. I just wish it, this happened in the book. You wouldn't see... You mentioned earlier, though, like you were worried he might leave his cowl out after a party, right? <laughs> Somebody might see it. But for some reason, he, he doesn't give a shit because he's here dressed as Batman saying, here's Brucey. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, wait, what do you mean, Bruce? <laughs> You're right. Here's Brucey. Why is he revealing a secret identity on the cover of this magazine? <laughs> I don't know. It's really strange. That's the end of this book is like, here's Bruce. That's Guess what Batman what? does. No more secret identities. <laughs> so yeah, I thought. Hey, yeah, we've like become Marvel now. Green shit dripping out of his mouth. But I, that there's a lot of things about this cover that make me laugh. So I think it's a great cover. As far as like for the story, it it's, does nothing. But There's very little story. I mean, I guess it shows you that he's becoming a Batman laughs, but it's a really cool cover. Yeah. Good job. Great job, Jock. So we'll so, post a picture of that on Instagram that you can see and chuckle along with us. But uh, also, uh, so you know, I was talking in this book when, uh, or were you going to say something? No, I just, I looked up uh, Batman Superman is going to be written by Joshua Williamson with art by David Marquez. Oh, that's good. Williamson, he did uh, like the eternal stuff, right? Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's no, he's worked with Snyder a lot on the Batman. Yeah. So that's good stuff then. So yeah, it should be all right. I look forward to it still. So, Batman Who Laughs number one. Remember, I said the Joker showed up, and he said, uh, and he dies. He shoots himself and dies in front of Batman. Right mm-hmm. when he's, because they're in the Batcave. It's Batman and Alfred, and uh, they hear something in the water, and Alfred goes, "Who's there?" And Joker comes out of the water and he says, it's me. Or he says, no, you're supposed to say knock, knock first. And he says it in all the way back in issue number one of this. And that's actually a reoccurring joke in The Last Night on Earth, number two of three. 
written by Snyder and Capullo. I don't know if you didn't remember that, but it's really strange, right? <laughs> you knew I didn't remember that because <laughs> I don't remember anything. Well, you said even talking about the, you said you didn't remember the first issue, so I was like, I didn't yeah. remember it either. I just caught it today when I was looking back. Yeah, no, you're see. right. Because I was what, while reading Bam- the last night on Earth, I was curious what this whole joke was all about. I didn't quite get why he kept doing it. He starts in this book, it seems, but like he says it that one time because mm-hmm. it's like it's just more Snyder stuff. But yeah, really yeah, so. Because this Last Night on Earth is supposed to... I know we're jumping ahead, but Last Night on Earth is supposed to be his ending, if he could have one true ending. Every book he writes is as that, and that's why we love him. So, you know, (laughs) here we go. So, yeah, The Last Night on Earth, number two of three, uh, written by Scott Snyder, uh, art by Capullo. And uh, do you have the colorist? Uh, With Jonathan uh, Glapian and FCO Placentia. So it's uh, color by oh, plus FCO, FCO plus Sensha, and Jonathan Glapian does the yeah. inks. Oh, okay. Well, then you love that kind of stuff. Now, see, you had that right at the ready. I, I had it right 100%. here. I'm failing. I'm failing as a host. Yeah. It's all good. Hey, yeah. <clears throat> this art, Capullo. I, I, I think I watch uh, I read anything Capullo draws. Even like I said, I think I said before, if it's just Batman taking a shit for 20 pages, I'd yeah. be happy. I'd watch. Th- I'd watch that. <laughs> I'd, I'd read watch the- that. I'd watch it and read it. Oh, that'd be <laughs> awesome! If he did the onomatopoeia, that'd be great. So, <laughs> all the uh, grunting. He's constipated. Right. Let me let me get through this this segment. Damn, all right, I, let's go. All right. After our first issue introduced us to the newly minted yet slightly undercooked Batman in a post-apocalyptic di- dystopian future, where not only there are hardly any allies to confide in, there are hardly anywhere left to find them. Teaming teaming up with the disembodied head of the Joker. This latest iteration of the dynamic duo set out on one more adventure to find out where things went wrong, ultimately reuniting with Diana Prince, whose only sense of victory now is leading the last bastions of justice hinge society deeper and deeper into the clutches of El Diablo. Batman is burdened with the fact that everything so wrong with this future, soon to be literal hell, is all his fault. Well, him and Luther and some asshole Omega character. What other kinds of new twisted <laughs> horror are left to be encountered in this bizarre timeline? Will Batman and Noggin be able to track down Superman in the Plains of Solitude? And if so, will it be enough to stop Omega and take back Gotham? No better way to find out than diving into this book two, part five of The Last Night on Earth. Oh my god, going? that is awesome. You're going to have to submit thing. these to, uh, to DC. No, that's mine. Okay, don't. Patent pending or something. <laughs> patent pending? It's, it's not patentable. <laughs> They'll be like, ooh, sweet, he doesn't know what he's doing. We can take the rights to this without paying him. <laughs> he's like some kind of savant. He can write a good synopsis and recap, but he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't understand tra- trademark right. law. <laughs> oh, patent pending. Copyright. <laughs> <laughs> so this one picks up, this one starts like the first issue did in a dream sequence. Back to this uh, Batman. In the first issue, he dreamed about he found it was a case where somebody was doing a chalk outline every night and he found it was a chalk line of him and the heart laid in crime alley where his parents died. He went there and there was like a robot kid that was him. It looked like him, but, and then he ends up shooting him and he woke up from that dream. This one starts now he's back investigating that same crime, but it's a uh, Joe chill. He's busting into his place and Joe chill is obvious. Oh, well, it's obvious, but Joe Chill is the guy that killed Batman's parents, I guess, in actual canon, right? And yeah, in lots of comics. He's not so, uh, the Joker from the... No, he's just some bum. That first it was movie. Like, 
Yeah, it's, it's almost like the Kennedy assassination where it's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, oh, it's just some random <laughs> asshole did some... it. Nobody can believe it. So <laughs> Nobody believes it. wasn't for it. murder. It wasn't, no, well, it had something to do with uh, the mafia, right? Because of year one. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think it was tied to that in year one. But I guess, yeah, this high. then this is supposed to be in the same universe, right? Sure. But anyway, he's in Joe Chill's apartment uh, putting the pressure to him, putting the screws to him to get information on uh, who that kid was in Crime Alley. And uh, right before he gets some uh, stuff going on, he snaps out of the dream and he's back with Joker's head. And uh, right in the middle of a time, what do they call it? A time stream storm, right? Or, it was the, um, jeez. Uh, the time stream. Speed Force storm. Speed Force storm, sorry. And that's pretty cool because it's like this mm-hmm. twister of all the uh, flashes, Garrett and Barry Allen and, uh, and Bart, Bart Allen, yeah, oh, and they're just all twisting around like in this giant tornado, like yelling for Bruce to help them, and he's just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> "What am I gonna do?" <laughs> but this whole thing with Joker, do we do we know why he's carrying the Joker? He just found he when he busted out of the yeah. asylum. Well, yeah, he just found him, and they they literally end it with, uh, "I don't know why I'm alive. Why are you? Who cares? Let's go." Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> It's it's literally just like a brushed under the rug. Like here, we, it's just Batman needs somebody to bounce his thoughts off of. But it's really strange because Joker's also the narrator. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he narrates it in a different tone. And in this book, unfortunately, he goes into prose again. Snyder has this thing to go to write a comic book with prose, like stanzas where he's like, "I watched him as he took it in. The hardest were the." Heartlands, Fort Waller. What is this place? He asked me as we approached. I told him it was supposed to be the last stand. It's like I don't. If I wanted to read a novel, like I would, mm-hmm. I wouldn't read a like you know. So anyway, but uh, yeah. After the, they're just traveling, and they get to an army base. It looks like a bunch of hushes, and a uh, a giant tank. Yeah, this this whole book is like the who's who of Batman lore and. Just, oh, you know, anybody can throw into it. Is this a reference I don't get? I don't know what the reference is here. Because <clears throat> you got all the hushes that are running around. But then you got the, um, they call them Animal Men. So I don't know if it's from Animal Man or oh, yeah, if it's be- the Arcane uh, Unmen. Cause no, you got- it's the Animal Men because you have later on with the green and the red. And the red is what is all the power of the Animal Men. That's, the red controls all the animals on Earth. And that's what powers the Animal Men and all that stuff. Okay. I remember that from that because Snyder did in the new 52 who did Animal Man wasn't it Snyder or did he do Swamp Thing Snyder did Swamp Thing yeah because I remember reading some of that and I think they talked about the red in that and that's what I remember is, when they sh- showed it in here is that also tied to Arcane's Unmen no I don't remember any of that okay because that was in the because I read um, I just recently read the, the um, Alan Moore Swamp Thing run and all mm-hmm. the run before that leading up to that and there was a lot of arcane and and, and the unmen well then maybe but it says here of animal men yeah it does I just never read animal man so I didn't know about his portion of it all uh, who wrote that animal man I remember reading some of that it was really early on right it wasn't only like seven yeah. s- six issues it was one of the first ones to get cut yeah it was I know Graham Morrison did the animal man before that but I didn't read that I'll look it up oh well now we sound like jerks yeah, you know what are you gonna do? But then it cuts to yeah. What are you gonna do? Then it cuts back to uh, Alfred, old Alfred, because we're uh, I, what ten, fifteen years in the future. Would you say? Yeah, 
Yeah, about that. Okay, so let's talk about this right now before we get a little bit in. So in the last issue, I didn't pick up on it. I read the last issue again. I read the first issue again today. And I know we talked about, did we talk about it on the show? Yes, we did. Okay, but I didn't pick up on, this is obviously after, this is a black label book, right? Yes, yes it is. So it means it's outside of, outside of continuity? Yeah, and I think because it's the future, right? They didn't want him to really do that. So, uh, and in my, I called it a different timeline because it, it talks about the doom event, it seems, because it talks about, you know, Lex Luthor defeating Superman with the having mm-hmm. people choose doom or justice. Yep. But then it talks about an anti-life equation changing everybody and Batman dying in the beginning of that. And that's just like deceased. Where they're, that, that's what they brought into the, the technology anti-life equation. Sorry, and Batman died right away. Mm-hmm. But then it, as we get further into this, that's not how this goes down. Like it's not how the year of the villain goes down with Lex, even though it's the same storyline he takes from him then. At the same time, it's not the uh, same as deceased, but it still takes parts from that story, it seems. But then it takes a part. Once we see when it gets into Gotham, and you see uh, Alfred again, and then you get introduced to Bane and Scarecrow, but this Omega guy, right? Mm-hmm. He says to Alfred, uh, you know you did it you saved the one we, we did this is this is why we're not a very good podcast because in the last issue we should have went over <laughs> what alfred does with that little kid you see it, did you pick this up podcast. when you read no oh, but did you pick that up while you were reading this what i'm getting to what so in the last <laughs> in uh batman who laughs he sends the little kid back to the dark multiverse yes right mm-hmm. and he tells him to make sure his parents don't go to the movies mm-hmm. and he tells batman i saved one then yep. this Omega walks up to him and he says, you know, uh, you convinced them, the Waynes, they're not going to the showing of Zorro after all. Uh, you saved one. Now go to sleep. And he kills Alfred. So is Omega that little kid from the dark multiverse from, but like I said, this is black label, so it's outside of continuity, but you have these three elements from three other stories. Or am I yeah. just like... I mi- I missed this portion. I, I missed this one, the whole the kid thing. But yeah, the uh, you've got the doom and you've got the anti-life equation from deceased. I don't know if it's just Snyder wanting to try to tie everything together on his own, or what? Tie everything, tie everything together in a continuity that's outside <laughs> what, that's, <laughs> that you don't have to tie together. It's what it seems like. That no, nobody wants to see tied together. I don't know, but that it's regardless, it's still fun. But that's what happens is uh, Alfred comes up on Omega and Omega murders him just because but he has another shotgun too he popped like and it's a it's actually like a low like a multiple shell ratcheting like Mm -hmm. oh he upgraded yeah in the last 15 years he still didn't kill anybody with it though he just shot bane a bunch of times bane just took it like the t-1000 it's pretty dope you convinced them the wings they're not yeah so is he from that universe then so confused now you got me thinking about this here yeah, because I that's because I read these. Uh, I read Batman Who Laughs first, and I read this right after, mm-hmm. and so it was like instant. I was like, yeah. "What the hell? Like that just happened? What? I thought this was Black Label." So it gets really confusing there. Maybe that maybe I gave maybe I figured something out. We'll see. But I'm always wrong about these things, right? So sometimes, yeah. Well, now everybody will know. 
So uh, it cuts back to Batman in the Plains of Solitude with the Joker. And they're looking for Superman. The rumor of Superman being alive somewhere. And uh, it seems that it's true after all. Well, they get bombarded by... Yeah, they get uh they get bombarded by rockets and then uh he gets rescued by old man Superman. <laughs> and that's in the part six, the miracle. And uh so I guess in the plains of solitude there's also now a fake Kansas. Yeah, underground. Yeah, Somebody built looked... a fake Kansas underground. Well are you really trying to bury the lead? It's like the next page you find out. Alright, well it's Luther. Okay. who you already mentioned was in the story a little while ago my bad yeah so luther yeah i did but uh luther and he has a bunch of supermen like robot supermen cyborg supermen but not cyborgs Mm -hmm. like android androids they're androids yeah okay see i like to get my robots right (laughs) very specific about your robots i know so yeah they're android supermen and uh what is this thing do you remember what he's doing here? What? Why is he doing this? Yeah. What was, oh, so that was it. Yeah. So he challenged. Why has he gone insane without flipping through? Like, do you remember? He challenged Superman to a. Uh, okay. A debate. All right. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just caught. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell, <laughs> tell you. Okay. He challenged right. him to a debate. <clears throat> and, uh, the whole thing was Superman, if Superman wins the debate, you know, this is on live TV, then Spike's going to come up and kill Lex Luthor. But if Lex wins the debate, then the Spike's going to come up and kill Superman. Their Spike's made out of kryptonite. And the debate, and uh, the, they're controlled by, the Lex Luthor somehow got control over everybody's mind in the world. And their thought of either justice oh, or doom Starro. will d- determine who wins. Oh. Right, and See, then it ends up killing Superman. Like the- and that's the part that's like the justice or doom, you're the villain thing. Like he's going around mm-hmm. making all the offers and then he's going to like tell everybody who who you want to pick, right? So yeah, that is, okay. And then Superman. Yeah, lost, that's obviously. the part. That's the part that was connected to doom sort of like on the outside because he, he's not the alien or anything. Yeah. He said, hey, let them choose. But then here it goes, it was all a mistake though. They turned on us too, the villains. We even made another you. So it was, I don't know, the villains are the one that got the spikes to come and kill Superman, because Lex says it was obvious that Superman won the debate. I was a little confused as to what happened there. Yeah, I don't know, that's, I was very confused by this whole Luther part, where he, like, that's, because I was like, is this Doom, or is this, like, a different story? And then I could, it was like, he's like, it's really weird that, like, he's like, all right, you know what, let's just debate each other for the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> like the, our final battle is going to be a debate a, and Superman being like, all right, I'll let everybody decide. She, like if you die or I die, like even though Lex or he points just out, like, stand there. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It's, it's well, pretty ludicrous. The whole thing, yeah, the whole thing with the, the thing is hoping they were going to do. Lex points out, he expected to lose and he expected Superman to save him, but the spikes went and killed Superman instead. And so they were both shocked, and it sounds like the villains are the ones that um, that turned on him. But, but sorry, as you were saying about the debate, I want this to, the, the next uh, Justice League movie to end like this in response to uh, everyone's hatred for Man of Steel, you know, punching everything and destroying the city. So you can have all these fights and not have a superhero movie end in a battle. It'll all just end in a debate. 
and try well, to make everybody it, happy. This is what you get for not liking Snyder, well, Snyder Superman. If it ends on the scene where it's like Superman impaled through all these kryptonite rods, like especially <laughs> that one sticking through his jugular and his like dead eyes just <laughs> looking down at the ground while he bleeds out, like that might be a better ending. <laughs> It'll be a perfect even ending. Even though it did. I just, uh, so yeah, that's you find out the whole story. And then, uh, so he's, but what is his ultimate goal? Why is he here now? Why is he like a disheveled piece of crap, like crying in a fake Kansas underneath the Plains of Solitude? Well, because the world's turned to shit, and Luther never wanted the world turned to shit. He just wanted to, he wanted humans to be the ones that control everything, right? He didn't like the fact that Superman comes down and is an alien that's keeping control of the world. Yeah, so he's like, oh shit, <laughs> this world's turned to crap. I gotta bring Superman back. He could have saved us all. But then, right then, as soon as that, actually quite nicely timed at the end of his little story, uh, old man Superman for some reason like goes all WWE and gores them through the wall or through a window, double takedown. <laughs> and uh, Bane and Scarecrow showed up for some reason to take him out. And uh, this is where things get interesting. This is where we get DC Comics, classic dismemberment comics, right? Uh, Wonder Woman. <laughs> uh huh. Even though she said goodbye in the last issue, surprise, she's back and she eviscerates Old Man Superman first. And just like his guts are about to drop out. And then in the next page, there goes his arm. And just for good measures, <laughs> you know, it, there goes his head. And it's like, oh, it's a pretty sweet little three page if you're into the gore porn of watching your favorite superheroes be murdered by your other <laughs> favorite superheroes and here we go this is this is what it's you quite want changed. dc used to never do this but they do it all the time now it seems along with the whole deceased book yeah well you always what yeah aquaman had to chop off his own hand too that was like, that's true was that the start of it all when did it when did it become dismemberment comics <laughs> dismemberment comics but, uh, that's the new uh definition of dc I think I heard that a long time ago. I don't remember where. Somebody way more clever than me made that up. So, uh... So I got a quick question. So now, it's after he does, after she eviscerates him, all the other Superman come and attack because Scarecrow took over all their minds, right? Do you notice all the costumes? So did Lex Luthor make these costumes? Or did they all come from Superman? Because the costumes are all slightly different shades. So when he's going out to buy, he, he, he's making, what, like 30 costumes? He goes to the store and like, pick out uh, dark blue, a light blue. <laughs> Does he decide to pick out all different colors just for fun? Like, where does it come his, from? His Sunday trips to Joanne's. They're like, <laughs> we got we got the new uh, uh, corn and wear blue. He's like, oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. And they're like, what are you building? What are you, what are you, what are you creating? Eh, about 30 Superman costumes. Is he an Oster? It'll be a lot cheaper if you all buy one color. It's like, no. They've got to be multicolored. You don't understand my attention to detail. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, uh, do they make short work of those guys? Though? No, they just leave, right? Well, oh, they, they have they... Lex teleport them out of there with Brainiac's powered yeah. head thing. They're going to open a, tele uh, a portal, and for some reason, his him using it is going to blow everything up. He decides to kill himself to save them. And they take, now they're on their journey. They land on a the specter, or just this, like oh, a giant dead specter cape, laying on the ground, and uh, that's actually the entrance to hell where Diana has taken 
all the remaining hundreds of thousands of people who chose justice. And so they're now on the, the river sticks, right? I yep. guess that's pretty much what it is. Yep. And they're on their way being the ferrymen or whatever, being taken down to Hades. But they say, uh, don't listen to the voices or you'll join them in the water, which is kind of depressing because it's like, does that mean they're in the water? Like they joined a voice and mm-hmm. like they can't get out. So like maybe this is the place to be if there's so many people. I don't know. It was just a weird. And like, looks, they're all just hanging out there. Might oh, as well yeah, go. When, you, when you do see everybody, it's all the people you're responsible for sending to hell. So are they saying like Superman and Cyborg and all these people are in hell? Basically, yeah. Sweet. And it's all Bruce's, and well, at least in Bruce's mind, it's all his fault, right? Yeah, always. But yeah, do you notice uh, who's missing from this? Superman. Well, you got the whole page here of all the people <laughs> that he's Superman. You guy in the front, <laughs> the giant page in the front. <laughs> I, I laughed so hard because I forgot nobody else can see it, but it's a good joke. <laughs> but anyway, so you got all the DC superheroes, which I had fun going through all of them, <laughs> trying to pick out everybody is. But there's a couple people missing. And so you're trying to figure out who Omega is, right? And Omega would be people mm-hmm. that are not there. Because they're not dead. Yeah, so so all the Robins. Exactly. Ooh. Yeah, when I was reading, I was like, wait, they're not there. <clears throat> Maybe they're in heaven. They, oh, that's true. They might be. Because, yeah, Sumer's going to go to hell. They could have been, they could have been Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> they they just all chose it. the wrong religion. Everybody here, they're all good, but they chose the wrong religion, so they're all in hell right. now. Yeah, so, yeah, they're fucked. So, yeah, and then you see uh, dead Alfred. Dead Alfred's the worst-looking one, too. Everybody else looks fine. <laughs> Al- dead Alfred looks disheveled. His, like, collar's all undone, ties half loosened. I don't know. He looks like he's worse for wear. Yeah, because everyone else is looking like they're ready to fight. Over here, Sumer looks like he's fine. You got Green Lantern there. <laughs> but you got Alfred like, oh, somebody kill me, even though I'm dead. But yeah, then they just get more into conversation. You get a little, the touching moment again where, you know, because she blames Batman for everybody dying, which I, it was, a, what it was was, uh, so when all, everybody turned against everybody, do you remember what she's talking about? Because she says, uh, if they had to do it all, if he had to do it all over again, uh, you know, if he does this all over again, what everybody, if everybody just dies all over again, and then she's like, well, they probably will because you're the one that held the door open that mm-hmm. time. And then he says, then why? Like, and she goes, well, because you're the one that held the door open that time. Do you, rem- do you know what she's talking about? No. Okay. It's in the first issue. It was when everybody went, when all the society went batshit crazy and chose doom and was like going against everybody. Batman said, uh, she said that how the original Batman died was he decided to let the mob into the halls of justice because he believed that if given the choice, people would choose good Mm -hmm. and he had hope in all the people. And that's why he, so he held the door open and then they turned on him and they killed him right there. Mm -hmm. And then he killed, they killed like a bunch of other people. And so, and that's why he's the new Batman because he used that, Snyder machine, the Batman making machine to become the new one. Uh, so yeah, so it's like she's saying because because you're dumb and full of hope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So it's like it's like I said, it's Snyder gets to me. He just gets Batman, and unlike I guess 
the comparison at the the now comparison being Tom King. It's like you don't get this level of character from Batman at all in his books. You just get uh cat bat <laughs> one word sentences and like punches and it's like or entirely silent issues where just a story is being read to you and Batman's punching the shit out of everything. Like I don't know. It's a crazy contrast to me and to see it both happening at the exact same time and to have like one be so shitty and yet one so good it's like it just shows you how it's like you can take the same material give it to two different people and you can get two drastically different results oh yeah completely i much prefer snyder's too because even though it some of it just does not does not make sense and it's all because comics and all this crazy shit happens you're exactly right batman's got an actual uh he, like I said, he just wants to be Batman. <clears throat> he's got a reason for doing what he's doing. Whereas with King, it's always just, uh, I don't want to be Batman anymore. Why am I Batman? His and first then, issue, he was trying to kill Batman. He was like, I'm done being Batman. I did it. I had a good life, right, Mom? And like He's riding a jet plane into the Gotham River, ready to die. Because he hated being Batman. And it's like, it's, it conti- it's been 85, se- how many issues? 75 now. 75 issues of the same bullshit emo I hate myself Batman and it's like look just take a look over here King look over here look at this rack pick up this this issue of Batman and look how Batman actually has hope and likes being Batman and is trying to do something positive instead of just like and he still has murder people and he still fails right even this they're showing he had failed he almost failed over in uh, in uh, the Batman who laughs but he still has hope. You can still put him through with the ringer. And then, and, and, that, and just in this story itself, how many times have we just mentioned, where does this take place? Which of the strings of Snyder writing stories, which of these strings is he going by? And all the details he's putting in. You can actually get deeper into the story that way. Or at least, you know, plot points. Whereas in Batman's, it's just, Batman's broken and uh, he tried to marry Catwoman and didn't. That's basically it. But they might. But they might. <laughs> exactly. That's all that is. I don't know. But yeah, this whole Snyder stuff is amazing. Great. So, so wrapping a couple, up this couple, issue. Yeah. Just a couple of comments. Sorry. Go for it. No. no. Go. I was just saying, wrapping up the last couple of pages, they end up getting to uh, the new Gotham, which is way bigger now. It's, it seems to Batman's surprise. Gotham doesn't come out this <laughs> far. Oh? And then they, like, total disregard for the guards. <laughs> oh. right? They're just not, they're not even sneaking into the, they're, they're wearing costumes and like she's hiding in a cloak and he's in the shadows, but they're just walking in past the guards. Like she's, hi- knows she's hiding her face. They don't know who she is. They think she's fine. I don't know. But yeah, they get kind of caught up right away. Like, and it's a who, 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 like oh, some owls maybe. <laughs> and that's like you said, another, another <laughs> thread point. Let's go all the way back to, you know, 2011 court of owls, his, uh, Snyder's big, uh, jump into the new 52. And who and are the Corrales tied to? What do you mean? Dick Grayson? Just spoiled in there. Oh, you mean Dick Grayson? The whole tied. thread of yeah, uh, Dick Grayson with um, Court of Owls. Yeah, he, he was supposed to be the next uh, big talent, right? He was, And then yeah. Bruce took him in. And he, that's where uh, he slapped the shit out of him. <laughs> he <laughs> punches 50. him and knocks the tooth yeah, out. Knocks that tooth out of his face. <laughs> that was so was awesome. Like, it's like, oh, Batman's just like child abuse. I know, like, he's of age now, but still, like, you got a picture. Young Rob, he's just like socking Dick Grayson right in the jaw. 
the, and uh, there had been one of back, a million right? ways that he could have done that, but he just decides to sucker punch Robin and uh, Nightwing and knock his tooth out. I remember he does he gets him back I think later on for hitting him, but it was a pretty good scene. But yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. It shows that uh, the head of, the head talon here is like, wait a minute, is that sounds like Bruce Wayne? And it is. It's Dick Grayson as a. Uh, the leader of the court there dun, dun, dun. and that's the end of this issue good stuff the next issue is the final battle with yep. Omega she's gonna fight Dick Grayson well, yeah, it's only a it's only a three part series but they're 60 pages yeah. pretty good pretty good deal like it's almost yeah, like reading what that long story half, it's really good two and a half issues for the price of one so, especially if you read them all together. Like I said, the first issue gave up a whole lot of information that I don't think I really caught the first time I read it. So, uh... Yeah, I, I, unfortunately I didn't reread it. I'm going to have to reread both of these when the third one comes out so I can actually uh, continue uh, joining the conversation a little bit more there. Hopefully the third book will promise a lot of action. A lot of action, maybe like Action Comics number 1013. Uh, <laughs> nice segue there. Yeah, thank you. By Brian Michael Bendis, uh, art by <laughs> Simon Kudransky, Kudransky, and colors by Brad Anderson. I was like, see, that was like my little Mr. Anderson. See, it's terrible, but <laughs> <laughs> the Matrix. Okay. Anyway, last time in Action Comics, we were introduced to the character of dual personalities. Dr. Rose and Mr. Thorn, I mean, Rose and Thorn, who not only <laughs> opened our eyes further into Leon's secret mafia is up to, like distributing bottles of the new drug apocalypse, but a belief that she's allowed to battle and murder these baddies in the shadows because of a conspiracy involving systematic pro-vigilante police corruption in Metropolis that could go as high up as Superman himself. So now that all these threads of Rose and Thorn, the Red Cloud slash reporter Robinson Good. Leon and her team of henchmen, secret mafia, all being tied to the greater Leviathan story. This issue is promised to throw Apex Lex in the mix with gifts and offers abound. What can the year of the villain bring to the event Leviathan? Let's crack open issue number 1013. <laughs> 1013. Uh, and find out. That's a few years from now. A few years from now. A little bit, little, little ways away from now. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, let's crack it open and find out. Just for you. So, that little uh, tablet thing in the beginning of all these issues, like I've always enjoyed them, but this one I like. It's fun because it shows the Jimmy Olsen where he's like the giant turtle, <laughs> the giant Jimmy Olsen turtle. Yeah, uh, we went over that issue. And I thought that was kind of cool. It's like an advertisement. I get it, but it's kind of fun at the same time because DC's not isn't known for like doing a recap, like Marvel. All the all the Marvel books and most other imprints you can pick up like usually it'll tell you what happened or what's going on in the story so you can just pick up that issue and go into it but dc i don't know why it doesn't do it they'll sometimes give you a page where like a character will explain it mm-hmm. but that's yeah. kind of it depends on the author but it doesn't happen very often and it feels like bendis because this is bendis doing this and he's the one that does this all the on all the superman and action books and it feels like he's like he's trying to bring a little bit of that marvel over it did it a good way though, because it's always it's always like said, and this one's a tablet for a Daily Planet page. Uh, a lot of times it's like Clark Kent's desk with a bunch of notes on it. Does a real good job, and then he's he hides. Apparently he hides like little secrets in in these uh, drawings and everything too that may or may not be a plot point coming up. That's good stuff he does there. Yeah, it is nice. 
I like it, but yeah, I like the, <laughs> the giant turtle. The giant turtle. The, the Gamera, Gamera Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> so awesome. But uh, yeah, getting into this issue, it opens up at Leon's house in the middle of the night and Lex Luthor, you know, Apex Lex coming to her with an offer like we've seen so many times now. Because the year of the villain, the offer. Yes, yeah, we're, uh, we're offering stuff, all right. So she gives him a box, or he gives her a box. Uh, she doesn't open it. But panics right away. And I was like, we got to go. And then her house just disappears. Yeah, yeah, the only thing about that is he, she knew about him. And she knew that he knew who she was. But she panics once he shows up. It seemed kind of weird to me here. Because she says that. Yeah. Right, and he goes, oh, you must have known who I was. So I don't understand why this she is, panics at that point. This has been a very confusing arc. Like I said, the last issue. Very confusing with the whole secret mafia on top of like police corruption vigilante <laughs> stuff and it's like i don't know if it's just the way bendis tells us he has so many words going on and so many things happening where like nothing's really being said it's hard to like mm-hmm. pick up what's a point to remember and what's a point to pay attention to versus like what's just throw away you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i don't know but yeah and then like even the next page the next spread who is walking in the street like what is? Th- it looks like it's word? just random. Like looks like somebody jogging, and another guy walking his dog. I think it's just random people. Okay, and it's just showing you that they're out in front of the Daily Planet. You talk. You no, talk no, about no, when the next page. No, no, the next. No, the next page. The next spread. Oh, sorry, that one. The top panels. Yeah, I think it's just people walking just, by. Oh, just more obscure, vague stuff going on. In the background. Like, I guess, like, in a movie where... Mm-hmm. But then it's classic... Like establishing speak. shot, right? It's also classic, like, the page before. Where did you get your stories from? Did you just ask me where I got my stories from, Mr. White? Yes, I did. I, you just read that. <laughs> like, people don't talk like that. I swear to God, it bugs the shit out of me. <laughs> I know. This is exactly I what I'm asking. Like and then the next... Uh, this is exactly what I'm asking you. I honestly don't think you under... I understand the question. So it's like four word bubbles now of just pointless jabber that get us nowhere but i digress because i actually really enjoy his stories and stuff like i can get past his writing his dialogue I yeah can. it's uh, I, the, the, the dialogue has only bothered me a couple times after you pointed it out this one not quite as much but i can see where you're going with it but i think even with this even with his discussion issues he's kind of like what snyder was doing he's putting a lot of plot points together in multiple books and really trying to tie them all together. Plus, on the outside, he works with a lot of the other creators. And I was listening to a, another podcast, and uh, he was talking about how he don't, like they don't actually get together. The name. Shh, shh, shh. There's no other podcast that exists. But he has a huge. He really. I've listened to him a bunch of times now. He has a real passion for all, what he's doing here and all the stories that he's putting together. And so, like that, I don't know. Show to me shows through with all these stories. Even though when some of them, like you said, some of his books really don't move forward at all. He's just trying to, you know, plot a bunch of different stories at once along with other people. And I think he's doing a decent job of that. Yeah, like in this one, so like you said, they're tying stuff together. And it's, uh, what's her name? Uh, I, Rose and Thorn? Or are you talking Robinson, about Robin, Robin Good? Uh, Robinson, Rob, Robinson, Robinson Good. Uh, 
yeah she's just she's trying to get this story on leviathan right because rose well she has the two stories going she has the police corruption Mm -hmm. of pro vigilantes and then she has the leviathan and the secret mafia, which she's a part of, but I guess she's not really talking about that. Well, yeah, I'm a little confused. I'll get, we'll get it more later. I can't tell if she's supposed to be a bad guy or not, because she's working with them, but now she's well, trying to crack a story. I And I thought I, the same thing. This issue, her character seemed to change without warning. Like, it's like before she was with Leon in her house, like planning, like she gets the job, she's taken over low. Like, she seems like mm-hmm. she's trying to set up to be a baddie, but then in this, she's like, Oh no no! I'm really here trying to crack stories and trying to like find out who Leviathan is and like get down to the bottom of this stuff. Like I don't know. It's really like, you're, she changed a lot. So like, we'll, yeah, we'll have to find just... out if we're just missing something or we're not. We don't know the answer yet, or if it's just bad plot points that <laughs> Bendis decided to change halfway through. So yeah, she tells Perry that uh, Rose said Leviathan showed up after she was beating the shit out of her friends. Leon's henchmen <laughs> murdering them for selling the drug apocalypse and then Leviathan showed up and she was like literally fuck you but they put little percent sign dollar sign ampersand you I, know that's what she said I did not get that well yeah cause <laughs> I'm kidding like there's a we could have another bit here guess the guess the uh what is that called censorship I think the word what, was what? hello hello you no, no, they wouldn't censor that word. You got to pick one that's going to be censored. <laughs> You're not getting the grasp. I'm not grasping this. It could be like "dick face you." Dick face you. <laughs> like it's like the university, and then he gets hit with like you know. A, but anyway, so she and then she escapes barely, and she crawls all the way back to her apartment, only to have Leviathan there again. These are new guys baddies that she's beaten up yeah. right yeah which so Levi- she ran from Levi- leviathan right to leviathan who was at her apartment looking for her pretty much yes okay so uh, anyway so perry decides to give her the story she starts turning in robinson good she starts turning into the red cloud again which don't forget it's like ben is saying don't forget, don't forget. she's also the she's also the red cloud and uh but i thought she, she could control the powers did we? Did I miss something from the past? Is that what you're talking about? Where her, her character has changed? No, because she could. Uh, she was slipping up before too. In the last issue, she was uh, changing mistakenly in front of coworkers and hiding it. So that was always yeah. in there. Like she has this issue where but she that was last issue. To, like, was that break out? I think it's a. No, I, I think it's a newer development as well because she even says at the end, like, "I gotta get to that or right here. I gotta get to that guy at Star Labs or whatever yeah. the hell." But then she's in the bathroom. And then she gets caught vaping or smoking. <laughs> this red smoke comes out because every time I smoke, there's a it, it comes out red. And so it cuts back to now Rose in her apartment attacking Leviathan members that are in body armor. Bulletproof body armor, but she's just repeatedly shooting them. <laughs> there's a lot of blood sp- splattering everywhere for uh, body armor. Yeah, and that Superman shows up and... Uh, yeah, he's oddly calm. He's she's over here. She's got two, one, a gun in each hand. One looks like a automatic shotgun almost, and well, then a handgun like, in her left hand, blowing these guys away. Superman just shows up and goes, <laughs> "You shouldn't kill people." Well, but remember okay. that—that's what she was saying too. Was the police corruption goes all the way to Superman? Like mm-hmm. Superman allows her to do all this stuff. She's saying he's part of the corruption. That so I mean, if he's loading this gun of 
this pro vigilant it has to turn into something right like why are they bringing rose into this mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna be tied to like it, eventually it's gonna tie back to leviathan so is superman really like just letting rose murder people because he knows about leon but doesn't want to stop him because it's not gotham as i don't know it's yeah, strange. i don't see superman doing that i don't know yeah it's but it's just, i just read what's in the bubbles but uh so yeah then superman tries to get the he tries to put the screws to this guy now but he's like a you know like a cult member and he's not giving up any information and teleports out of there that's what like you know how that yeah. it's just like how uh the other guy teleport. Who was teleporting before the? What were those giant robot was, Martians that were showing up and getting everybody to disappear? Well, it was uh, all part of Leviathan, right? When the beginning, when the story began in action, and then in event, event Leviathan, mm-hmm. when they're coming down, everything disappears in a blinding white light, and you're supposed to think that he's blowing everything up and killing them, but you're learning here that no, he's here actually teleporting them. They're probably teleporting them somewhere because they're they're moving Leviathan yeah. over to Leviathan's not evil. They're just trying you know trying to fix things whatever they're trying to fix oh yeah and they showed in this the house teleports mm-hmm. leon's house teleports and now they teleport superman so they have teleport technology yep good job good job for them and they and they tell them you're you're eventually you're 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 going to be on board with this superman i know not today but all of us we really believe that you will so they're moving trying to move it over to a uh they, these are actually good people I'm not hurting anybody until we get to the actual offer as the title suggested of this issue and uh what we think is she's trying to be good but then lex shows up and unleashes her into like have we ever seen her in this form she looks like the devil now no because he says he's given her the power like this is the whole thing with her not being able to control it so lex has given her the ability to control it all which is what i thought the gifts were well, he says he's trying to give everybody their powers right to be evil well, he says he's giving her the powers complete, but also where they came from. I know your secret origin. Well, if it's if you know it, it's not a secret. I know your <laughs> secret origin, Miss Good. Would you like to hear it? And this is next, Naomi. So you don't get to see you don't get to her, we don't get her secret origin next issue. Then that's what that means. Yeah, also it's like because this Naomi had nothing to do with it. That's another Bendis book, though. Yes, he's bringing mm. ben, Naomi over. Oh, she's a pretty big superhero wow no you're right i guess so it's yeah it's not going to continue it's just going to turn into what yeah whatever Naomi's story is he'll get back to her though he's he's tying all of his stuff up i think he's he is going somewhere you may not like where he goes i'm sure he's go he's going somewhere tying all of leviathan and robinson good and leon and all the pieces that he's putting in place it's going from Going from offers to gifts, it appears, because you get in the next page, you get the yep. the checklist for all the. Now August moves us into the instead of the so instead of every issue being a an offer, we're going to get dark gifts. Not only that, you get the battle damage logos on the covers, dear. Oh, dude, are you going to collect them all? I'm going to collect every single one. That's a lot of books, dude. Yeah, no, that's a lot here. No, I'm not going to. And with da- battle damaged, the Flash is just frozen. Yeah, that's not battle damaged. Well, it's all, yeah, well, yeah. If he's fighting that cold guy, Mr. Cold. There you go. Well, look Captain. at the Action Comics one. <laughs> That's not battle damaged. There's just fire behind it. Or smoke. Yeah. Or a cloud. Or a cloud. Actually, you know what? If that's the next issue, then the red cloud is going to be in the next one. Holy jumping. All right, well, 
Good stuff. Yeah, I liked it. So, I really like where he's doing it. So that concludes. Now we got a new a new segment we're trying out since uh, we didn't have too many books. We didn't have four books to fill from DC, even though we had two weeks worth of stuff to pick from. We only came up with those three <laughs> that we actually enjoyed together to talk about. So we came up with a new segment, and uh, this one is we'll do this every once in a while when we have a an extra spot to fill. And uh, this is actually the first time we're going to venture not only away from DC, but we're going to venture oh away from Cape Comics altogether. Oh my god, really? And uh, yeah, so Manor Black number one. We got murder, magic, occultism, and the quest for him. Immortality all await us in this new miniseries from the team of Cullen Bunn and Tyler Crook. Creators of Harrow County comes Manor Black. In this week's edition of Have I Got a Story for You. So that's uh, it's going to be on Mike, though. Mike picked this story, and he's going to tell us why does he have a story for me. Or us, if anybody's actually listening an hour and nine minutes in. So. <laughs> I, I picked the story because I was going through all the number ones that were coming out, and I looked at all the covers. And I saw on this one a comment from Pat Oswalt, a soapy, eerie new comic that delivers as many oh. laughs as it does, <laughs> as it does jolts off at the same time. It's the only reason I picked it, because of Pat Oswalt. Yes, when you told me to pick this up and to read it, <laughs> that, I actually noticed, I was like, whoa, Pat Oswalt has something to say about this book. <laughs> and I read it and I was like, a soapy, eerie new comic. And then I was like, really? <laughs> okay it delivers you, as many laughs as it does jolts I'm like that, that actually didn't I actually made me not want to read it i want to read a horror book not as many laughs as it does jolts i was i was okay for a comic to deliver a jolt is kind of <laughs> rare and sort of like multiple jolts <laughs> and then at the same time like you're laughing like how many times oh. have you literally laughed like out loud or even chuckled out loud while reading a comic it book doesn't happen that often no you're, just because like, of the, the, most because of the nature of it sometimes i do but right. So it doesn't happen all the time. So to be sitting anyway, in a chair and being like, oh, 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 I don't know. It's just, <laughs> oh, I get jolts at the I same time. So you laugh and shake. I guess it doesn't say constant jolts. And sh- <laughs> it just has as many laughs. Maybe there was, no, maybe it never happened or happened once. Oh, yeah, once. I guess if there's one of each, then it delivers <laughs> on its promise, right? But anyway, I picked this. I picked this one because. Um, I know you read most. You know, we read most of the superhero comics. I've I've read a bunch of other stuff too. But uh, Harold County, I know you really, really liked Harold County. I liked I it too. Did. But I know you really liked it. What happened to the TV show? Wasn't it supposed to be a TV show? Yeah, it was supposed to be. I'm not sure if they're still making it. I haven't heard anything about it in quite some time. Um, but yeah, it like there's always books or whatever where they're trying to make a TV show out of it, and often doesn't happen. Um, but since it's the exact same creators, and I know I loved the art, and the Harold County story was good. It was worth a try. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah, for sure. I think so. <clears throat> All right. Well, yeah, you're right. I, do, I was, uh, when you told me this was the one you picked, I was excited. When I did find out it was the same team that did that, and the art, like, it just brings you right back okay. to that story. Like, it's a very distinct art style. Mm-hmm. It's uh, almost like a watercolor. Yeah. Like, yeah you it's got to be like, watercolor, yeah. Like it's the like digital, the, but it's watercolor. Yeah, but it's like done in the style of like water. Oh, it's mm-hmm. really interesting coloring and like just art altogether. I really like it from Harrow County. I really like that story. So, and Cullen Bunn, I really like him as an author. I think he did good with some Cape comics, but I think he does have a niche in the horror genre. So, yeah, this one was fun. Starts off with a. 
it's like a team of some sort, like a. It it it's just a group of people. It looks like it's a family or. But they say something about like they have like a ritual to do. Yeah. And a totem they have to protect. So they're involved with something already kind of spooky, and yep. uh, they see like a a character standing in the road that's all kind of looks like Hush. Oh my god, that's what it is. It's Hush. So they see Hush, and the classic, instead of running the threat over and murdering it and getting on with your days, they decide to, you know, make a sharp turn in a van that's not probably <laughs> equipped while going around a corner, and, uh, you know, that gets thrown it, off the side of the road. Yeah, you would think so. They're obviously involved involved in the occult. They've got this guy, there's a totem that is dying or something major happening, and this very ominous-looking being is in the middle of the street. You're right. <laughs> You think you would uh, take the chance and try to run him over? It doesn't no, seem like it. Shoot, jerks the wheel as hard, <laughs> as, hard as, as he possibly can, can to, to kill the... himself. Yeah. So, like, uh, like overcorrecting was never an option. And was... so hard that they actually shatter the uh, side rails of the road. Yeah, those things are hard to get through. <laughs> exactly. Like, semis kind of just. It's like a whole pole taken. Those things are like eight feet in the ground. But uh, so anyway, it cuts to <laughs> from the car accident. It cuts over to a house, a manor, and there's a, a so an old guy there, and he goes down to his his crypt, and you see this giant blood filled hourglass that's at its it's very close to running out of, well, all the blood being drained to the bottom, and uh, he enters a room. <laughs> sorry, the one thing aunt. about this. Sorry, the one thing about this hourglass. Did you have a perspective problem on the first panel like I did? Like I was thinking no, it was on a table. I, no, uh, like in the... <laughs> I'm thinking I've this close-up was on a table. He stands there like, whoa, that thing is like 10 feet tall. Uh, you, you've seen, I, you haven't seen Top Secret enough. <laughs> you know, the, no. the, giant, the giant telephone. <laughs> no. like in the fr- you think it's like just a regular-sized telephone on the front, but when he picks it up, it's like this giant-ass telephone. <laughs> was it like it was like from the eight, late 80s or something? Top Secret? Yeah, it's uh, Val Kilmer's first movie. It's oh. a comedy. All it's, right, I'll have to check it out. It? It's been years. I'm not sure oh. if I've ever, I don't know if I've ever seen wow. it. Wow. He's Nick Rivers. He's kind of like this Elvis type singer. And he goes over to, it's like Germany in World War II. And he's over there to perform. Like, But it's the war, the French resistance is like, or is that World War II? I guess. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's like, some, it's just a comedy. It's just mm-hmm. all these spoofs and shit. And it's hilarious. It's pretty good. So, right. yeah. I'll put this on Instagram. This, just that panel, if I can. Oh, okay. Like, look, so is that a giant hourglass, or is it on You're a right. table? I I went giant right away, but maybe it's because my eyes drifted down to the yeah. lower panels. But you're right; it it could be a perception issue. But he goes and he into another room with a full of his ancestors who are like just corpses, <laughs> rotting corpses and chairs, and they're all talking about how uh, his time's almost up and he's going to join them, and nobody's immortal forever, which is you know a weird thing to say. Wait. <laughs> Nobody's immortal forever. Isn't that, hey, you isn't are. That if you're immortal by definition. <laughs> but it's forever. Isn't that what they say though? They actually use like, the word immortal the exact line? Or is it? Uh, oh yeah. We are none of us immortal, Roman. Oh no, he just says none of us are immortal. Okay. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I wish it said oh. immortal forever. Yeah. But isn't that what they're getting? But they're still alive. I don't know. So anyway, they're trying to... It gives you the inkling like this is... This family has some tap into living for a really long time and uh they have to choose a successor like this guy his time's almost up his 200 years are almost up so he has to choose a successor to become the next one i guess or the entire lineage will die i'm suppose mm-hmm. 
doesn't really get to that. So they're they're really stubborn on him to get you know choose a successor, and he's like, I will, I will. And <laughs> I'll then get it cuts there. back to uh, I'll get there in good time. I've only had two hundred years, you know. I'm just, down to the last talk about procrastination you know it's always been my biggest downfall so, <laughs> but uh, sorry to get back to this, the corpses so you've got the corpses here i don't know if you made it clear you got a bunch of corpses around the table all from different time periods you've got shakespeare you've got pilgrims and whatnot which is kind of cool but then you got the ghosts right that are red that are talking so do you think that that the corpses need to be there or this guy just got some morbid fascination and loves having the corpses around he doesn't want to get rid of him well like his picture. i would but, I would assume he died somewhere else. His body isn't retrievable, right? All these people probably just died in this crypt, in this room. They were buried there. He's probably, you know, maybe he died away. Like, he was murdered because he's younger than them all as well. He's not old and decomposed. He's just, like, so he's... I'd assume that his body... He died somewhere else, somehow else, and he, his body can't be there, so only his spirit remains. But... That's but I'm just saying the bodies that are there. Do you think the bodies need to be there for the ghost to be there? Or is it just his morbid fascination with having these bodies around? And he likes the smell of I think the flesh. That's what I'm saying. I think the bodies are put... This, they're in a crypt. Like, this is where they're buried. This is their final resting place. Oh, okay. So that's why the bodies are there. Like, where else would they be? I don't know. Just sitting in, upright in the chairs. Seems like a weird uh, burial. These are the yucks that Pat Oswalt was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what do you think of the conversation? Uh, like the, when they turn the page, and Bill, can't you just get rid of my body already? I'm tired of sitting in my chair on top of my dead body. I don't know. You're right. It is a weird dichotomy of <laughs> ghosts and bodies, and why are some there? <laughs> I don't and know. That guy does look mm-hmm. just like Shakespeare. It's really strange. But uh, cuts anyway, back to sorry, uh, uh, again. What? No, I said sorry to do that to you. Now we can move on. Now I just waste even more time. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So then it cuts back to the cops at the crash site, and it seems to be like a rookie. No, it's like the old timey cop with a rookie. I don't know. Or no, he seems like a big city cop coming in. That's what it is. Because they're in like mm-hmm. some small town, and so you got this old the old country cop, but then the new cop is like a a big city cop. So he's he expects a lot more from this like bumpkin country stuff that's going on but they do notice that the bodies after the crash none of them left the van and they were burned alive and the fire left like a perfect circle around the van like it's somebody it looks like arson but they don't know what's going on and the older cop reminds me you know what let's figure out who they are before we start asking how they died (laughs) so you know they just brush that under the rug and then it cuts back yet again to that old guy trying to choose a successor. His son comes up to him and does some cool magic trick with like stigmata. And he's like, shows him that he has like his hands can bleed. And he's like, You're going to pick me now? And he's like, well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And it keeps cutting over to like what his sister yeah. or somebody. Mm-hmm. So, but she's very quiet. She can't, she doesn't have the stigmata. I don't know. But yeah. So he's like, no, I'll tell you when. Back to the cops. Really interesting. This is one of the jolts, I suppose, that Pat Nozzle was talking about. <laughs> Going because, from... Uh, yeah, the the cop... It was funny, too, because I was like, nobody notices like the, how red his face is. Oh, like, yeah. It was night. Like, it was pre- that's why I mean, this art's pretty good. It does a good job at mm-hmm. 
before you even know what happens, like I was already questioning, like, why isn't anybody else pointing out how this guy doesn't look too well? But he's sweating and his face is extremely red. And uh, he's pouring himself some coffee and he spontaneously combusts and just turns into a pile of, like, ash, I suppose. He's Did you gone. jolt and laugh at the same time? No, but, there, but I think it's now that I've jolted, along with that laugh from earlier, it has evened out. So it is like the oh, same amount. Go. Good job, so Pat. I think it's for as long as we don't do if we do one other or the other, we have to do both though at this point. So <laughs> then it cuts back yet again, but now to a I think it was the person that was in the van, one yeah, of the people in the van. Yeah, the he was the um been? the what's it called? The totem. Yeah, he was a totem that was not doing well. And you say he, but it is a she. I'm sorry, and it's a she. It's as it's pointed out in the text. Mm-hmm. I'm not judging. I'm not judging either. Just going by what the text says. So uh, yeah, she's running, but she's being chased by some uh, like looks Root. like the mask, like Jim Carrey the mask. Oh, that, yeah, it's before he went, before it turns green, the actual mask, yeah, the wooden it's mask, all yeah. like wooden and stuff. Uh-huh. But it's, yeah, he's like metaphorically, we all wear masks. <laughs> metaphorically, we all wear masks. So, but uh, they're in front of the manor of a uh, manor black title. He said the title of the book, but uh, <laughs> he takes her onto his property and was like, you guys can't come here. And they're like, all right. And then his hand does that weird bleedy thing that his son just did mm-hmm. and takes her hand and says, you're under my protection now. And that's the end. So it's like, it doesn't really, this is going to be four issues. And, uh, it sets up a bit, but it doesn't set up a lot. You said it's only going to be four issues. Yeah. That's what the, Oh, I didn't miss. I missed that on the comic list. Mm-hmm. When you looking up stuff, and the synopsis and stuff, it said one of four. See, it's a lot of setup. So, I don't know, I, I continue reading this. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. read out the four for sure. And if it keeps going, like, it could be one of those things, like, you know, Wonder Twins we talked about. Not to, that was six. Yeah. And they gave it 12. Maybe this is the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. let me start. Like, Harrow County seemed to change a lot in the middle. It changed, like, it seemed to, like. Yeah, that definitely felt like it was, it was, was only going one, one way long. and then decided to continue it. Yeah, and then it got really big, and it started getting bigger and bigger, and then it just kept going on and on. I, I liked it, so maybe this will do the same. But yeah, for sure, it was a good one. Did you ever have a story for me, Mike? And uh, so, wow, holy shit, an hour 23 in. You know what that means. It's only a time for Mike with the news. Mike, you got a theme song now for your news. I don't have to do the do 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 anymore. Did anyway? Ah, shit. Damn. But no, I like that theme song. Good work. Who was it that created it? His name was Danny Lane. Now he's hunt him down and make him make songs for you. He's actually the producer of this podcast now. Thank you, Danny Lane. Yes. So yeah, I don't know. There was not much really good news out here, which is probably good because it's uh late already hour and a half i don't know if anybody's still listening um so you know one thing i caught on here was remember we were reading was it lois lane and they had a renee montoya uh question and we were questioning Mm -hmm. what's going on here do they know what they're doing because there was the other question well apparently 
Lois Lane number four will have both questions in it. Get out. Holy cow. So, yeah. Double question. Lois Lane threesome action. <laughs> oh, yes. That's exactly what it was. It I, know one, I know one thing I'm not questioning. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So, that, that made, made me feel a little bit better. that they Either they knew what they were doing or they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Let's put them both in there because uh, we, we forgot to... We forgot what's happening here. Um, Doomsday Clock and Shazam have both been delayed till September. Shazam is now 11 weeks delayed. <laughs> Doomsday Clock, which was originally a 12-issue story that was going to set up all of the DC Universe, which was supposed to be a year, is now going on, what, two and a half years? God. <laughs> I know. I don't understand. Shazam, what, number eight? Uh, is it even eight? It might be. But that's, you know, it's 11 weeks, a three-month delay. So I don't know what um, and, Jeff Johns has been doing. But Doomsday Clock's 11? Doomsday Clock I'm... is... Is it 12 by now? I think 11 just came out, didn't it? I thought 10 just came out. Maybe it was 10. Maybe there are two more. Which means it'll end in, what, January? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh. Now, one of the things, again, Bendis... Bendis has a, you know, like I said, he's passionate about all this, but he also may be a very good salesman. But in one of the things I was listening to, Doomsday Clock was brought up, and somebody asked him, like, look, this is going to mean anything. And and uh, Bendis swears, don't worry, we're leading to it. I can't tell you what we're doing, but it all will have per- meaning. So either he's a very good salesman, or they are going to, you know, uh, spin their wheels until Doomsday Clock is done and have it all tied together. Well, that's what I called this year of the villain was like just spinning the wheels. I go like this thing, that's what like it, this event's going to go nowhere. Yeah, yeah, that's what it seems like. And because you've got, well, you said you got it was the offer, and now dark gifts, and then the month after that, there's another one, a month of nothing, of whatever it is. So I don't know. Maybe that's what they're doing. <clears throat> um, so you know about the uh, New Gods movie that's coming out, right? Yeah. So Ava DuVernay is uh, directing it, and Tom King is writing it. What? Yeah. I, know. Uh, I didn't know that. You know what? Yeah, it was one of the... Go listen to episode two. Maybe it was the... I don't know. Maybe it was episode uh, negative one. The one oh. that we didn't... The lost well, episode. Those episodes where I didn't really, like, pay attention to you the whole time, and so I was like, these won't work as episodes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're not listening to me. You're not listening to me now. Um, but anyway, huh? so... <laughs> they huh? Uh... I'm not going to say confirmed, because I don't like the way these articles are usually written. But the articles, because uh, Ava DuVernay, somebody asked her on Twitter, will Darkseid be in it? And she just goes, she just she writes back, Darkseid is. And then she and Tom King are talking about the female Furies. So, I don't know. I think it, hopefully Darkseid, the female Furies, and everything will be in, will actually be in this movie. Has, previously, they confirmed that Barda and Scott Free will be in it. Scott Free. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Scott Free didn't sound that, quite right that, that time. That, it is. It's a pun. I know. Yes, yes it is because he's a uh, the miracle, the, uh, the Mister Miracle. Yeah. He he can get out of any situation. Yeah, any situation. So I don't know. I thought it'd be kind of cool if it actually happens. I'm excited for that. Even though it's, I know Tom King, but I think in movie form it'll work well. Unless it's just in a uh, romantic comedy car- between the Big Bard and and uh, Mister Miracle. Yeah, maybe. In non-pre-made characters, I think he does well. Yeah. Um, like I said, there really wasn't much news. Uh, Black Adam is supposed to film late next year with uh, with Dwayne Johnson, or Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Ooh. If uh, you're a fan of wrestling from many years ago, is still playing Black Adam. 
Or one of the and many, then, uh, many Fast and Furious movies that that guy's in. <laughs> what are they? That too. Nobody knows Hobbs him for that. Shaw. Nobody watches those movies. Hobbs and Shaw just came out this weekend. I know. I, and I wanted to see it. Those movies are so much fun. Uh-huh. Well, they are. Come on. Those are insane. <laughs> they turned, uh, what's his name, <laughs> uh, into a uh, basically a superhero. He gets shot and nothing matters. It's all about that the runway in Germany that's like twenty <laughs> miles long that they're like shift into like twentieth gear and they're like driving at a hundred miles an hour for like twenty minutes and like not ending on the runway and like people are dying on it and like planes are like I don't know. They pulled Infinite in planes with their runways. cars. Did you see the trailer for this with uh, uh Dwayne with the, the rock or Hob? Yeah, he's no, uh, he's actually pulling no. down the helicopter <laughs> with a rope. It looks awesome. Oh. <laughs> Makes no uh, sense. I don't... I liked it better when it was called Die Hard. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I know. But he didn't. Uh, he so, never pulled down the helicopters. He just flew the car into it. That's true. And well, how'd they take out the helicopter in the first one? Or that was the bad guys did that because that was when the SWAT team was coming in. Yeah, just like Grenada. He's like, I was in junior high, dickhead. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Um, but anyway, so they're still planning on filming that. I'm excited for because I really like the movie, the Shazam. And then uh, what's his name? They said that Black Adam won't cross over until Shazam three. So I'm sure hoping to get there. So maybe we'll have like a little uh, Shazam universe of Black Adam and then three Shazam movies coming out. Wouldn't it just be a franchise? Cool. What? Yeah, their own their own wouldn't little micro franchise. franchise. What's up? Yeah. So it wouldn't it just so be a be franchise cool. instead of like a universe. Uh, sure. Just a franchise. Whatever you want to call it. I don't know. It's one, of the, one of Scott Snyder's many universes. All right. Okay. So, uh, that's, like I said, there weren't, wasn't much very news. I'm, I apologize for that. But let's, uh, for this, for, uh, I've got another, um, comic book title game to play with you here. We've got to come up with a name for this. And maybe another okay. song. Right now? Should we just spend like another 45 <laughs> minutes? Let's do it. I think people will love to listen to that. And then, like, just get Danny on the phone and, like, explain <laughs> how he has to make a new theme song for this now. Hey, Dieter, I told you. I got to get up at 5 in the morning. I don't care, Danny. You're an I executive producer. You got to work. Exec- you're the executive producer of this podcast, goddammit. Now get to work. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right. So here's uh, Jimmy's Bastards. Let that soak in for a second. That's the name of the name, name of the, of the book, book is, is Jimmy's, Jimmy's Bastards. Bastards. Jimmy's yep. Bastards. All right. All right. <clears throat> Jimmy Regent, an up-and-coming baker in West Midlands, England, learned his craft from baking with his grandmother as a child. Today, he is the most renowned purveyor of fine, now I can't pronounce this word, batards. It's a French word in all of France. Uh, his journey from being an unknown to hated outsider to beloved chef in French culinary arts is an inspiring tale for anyone who dares to follow their dreams. Follow Jimmy's journey in Garth Ennis's original graphic novel. From the creator and writer of Preacher and the Boys comes a brand new series that had to be told at, at Aftershock Comics. So I had to look up Batards. And it's a, uh, <clears throat> it's a uh, uh, bread. It's a French bread, like a small baguette. Uh-huh. That you know actually translates to the word bastards. So okay. So uh, you made next up a one. word. So you you're telling me you made you made this up, but you had to look up stuff that you made up. Either I made this up and had to look it up, or it's real and I had to look up that word. Okay. This is you are the king of confusion. <laughs> Unintended <laughs> confusion. Unintended? No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
All right. And then next one. Jimmy, Re- Jimmy Regent always liked meeting new people. He was friendly, personable, and well-liked. After three decades of owning a sandwich shop, however, things change. Jimmy and his crew have gotten tired of having to smile and be nice to everyone who comes through the door. Tired of the attitudes. Tired of the complaints. Tired of the attention paid to their phones instead of ordering. Now Jimmy's bastards will vent their frustrations in the worst way possible. Having their, f- their food spit on will be the least of these customers' worries. From the creator and writer of Preacher and the Boys comes a brand new series that had to be told at Aftershock Comics. Ooh, I hope it's that one because I want to find out what's worse than spitting it. What are they going to do with the food? <laughs> I don't know. Got to read the comments. Oh, find boy. Out. I don't know. <laughs> well, I hope so. All right. <laughs> All right, the next one. Oh, yeah, and that one. Yeah, let's go to the next one. Uh, Jimmy Regent, Britain's number one super spy, has got it all. Intrigue, adventure, a license to shoot whoever he likes, and beautiful women falling at his feet. He also has a new partner who isn't quite as impressed by Jimmy as all other women appear to be. Now, there's a price to pay for Jimmy's multiple romantic conquests, the results of which are about to come calling in the worst possible way. From the creator and writer of Preacher and the Boys comes a brand new series that had to be told at Aftershock Comics. Oh... Okay, I'm lost. I can't. Even, there's no way. Okay. I can... So the first one is Jimmy Regent. He's it's a uh, it's a graphic novel telling a story of a guy who cre- who um, makes you know baked goods, bastards, yeah. uh, and becomes famous in France. Uh-huh. The second one is about a uh, sandwich yeah, shop yeah. I got run by Jimmy. Okay. Uh-huh. And the last one is basically. Um, uh, James Bond and all of his romantic conquests yeah. are coming after him. His bastards are coming after him. That's, that's what I mean. I'm lost because you made up one or two of these. <laughs> I made up two of them. Oh, my God. All right. Well, I think, like you said, you if you wouldn't have spoke, you, you showed your hand. Like I, I would have been, well, it's the first one because you wouldn't use a word that you didn't know in something that you're making up and then be like, oh, that's too clever. So maybe you did, though. That's to to pull the wool. You're like the bat, the Batman who laughs. You knew it was going to be Wayne Tech syringes, but uh, I wanted to. I'm gonna pick number two because that's the one I want to read. The uh, sandwich shop. Fu- yeah. The uh, the Jimmy Johns of uh, <laughs> <laughs> the logo is a is a GB just like Jimmy Johns. Yeah. And you know what? No, you are wrong. Oh god damn it! <laughs> god. I'm falling behind big time too. I'm like four and two. You're like four and two on these things. I think it's four to two now. Yeah. Don't tell me it's the first one. What? Is it the first one? No, it's not. Oh, thank God. It's the it's the uh, James Bond one. That one doesn't sound interesting at all. No, no. But I just thought it was kind of funny because it's a spoof on James Bond and all his bastard kids are coming after him. That is pretty funny. So it is going to be old Garth Ennis. He has a sense of humor. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Wow, but, you put. How'd you come up with a word that you didn't know? I didn't. I was I was looking up because I wanted different definitions of bastard, right? And trying to, I was trying to come up with you know a Jimmy one. So there's there's the Jimmy uh, the Jimmy Johns, and then there was the bastard. I was looking up bastards. When I was looking that up, there's actually a um, there's a story about a French uh, French bakery called uh, the French Bastards, and batards is a real word, the uh, for the baguettes and that yeah. actually means bastards. And so I kind of just wow. stole that from a real. That's uh, amazing. What? I was, like, what yeah. kind of, I was like, what kind of genius can like think up words that he doesn't even know? <laughs> it would have been awesome enough if I made that word up, but no, I didn't. 
So I stole it, but I did that because of that. I put that in there, hoping you would just, you know, if I didn't know how to word it. Do I define it in the story or not? Yeah. That's good stuff. Well, yeah, well, that a very lengthy uh, episode, but it was two weeks worth. So, you know, we didn't have an episode last week, so we're making up for it now. The audience demands, the audience demands. longer as episodes, <laughs> which isn't true. I, you know, since the beginning of this, I've like tried to shave these episodes. Like, we're going to keep it to yep. an hour. And they just seem to get longer and longer. Yeah, they do. So, well, give us some feedback. Let us know if we should be short in these episodes or what. Where would they give you that feedback at, Mike? We can at four color, four color ultrasound at gmail.com with the number four. Or you can do it at four color us, number four color us uh, on Instagram. Or you could just search for four color ultrasound on Instagram. And then also four color ultrasound on Twitter. And we're also available on iTunes. So you can leave a review on there to tell us how bad we are. Or on Google Play, right? I'm sure you can review on there. Tell us how shitty we're doing. Or how good we're doing. I don't know. We could be positive for once. <laughs> uh, tell us. How, just, just tell us how shitty we're doing. So if you don't us. if you don't respond, I'm going to assume we've got lots of listeners that love it. Yeah, there you go. If we hear nothing, <laughs> then we just know we're doing great and everybody's listening and content. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, you know what? That kind of wraps it up for this week. Next week, we'll have more books for you, more covers to judge, more uh, what else are we doing? more news for sure and uh yeah until then i don't know uh goodbye mike goodbye dear <laughs> Boom 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 bo